congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. I'm so freaking tired. <laughs> Me too. Bonnie's, Bonnie's Holy crap. she got <laughs> so drunk last night. Well, I took medicine before the podcast because I didn't feel good. So I was already feeling a little loopy. And then I drank way too much, way too fast. Because I waited bourbon until beer. like the end of the podcast to drink because, you know, my stomach was like crazy and I had taken that medicine and I hadn't eaten anything since 10. <laughs> and then I drank that bourbon beer and like two glasses of wine and then a cucumber beer. And that. And, was, and then we got to the restaurant. She ordered a uh, raspberry gimlet i'm like god mm-hmm. only old men drink a gimlet but they had never heard of it before what, what, i wanted what, to see what it was alcohol is in a gimlet um it was raspberry vodka oh. and oh, lime juice delicious well it, it i like vodka yeah vodka i mean a it, was, it was okay yeah. it was a little sour but i was afraid it was going to be too sweet because i really don't like real sweet sweet drinks mm-hmm. uh i took two xanax before the deal oh no well uh, wouldn't know that like that's your normal thing well i just was gonna be nervous and so i was trying to combat oh. that and they actually worked <laughs> because like sometimes they just make me really tired mm-hmm. and they w- were working so i it didn't make me really tired but then me and travis he was starving so he made me stop at buffalo wild wings and i got a, a bloody mary and oh. it was so delicious that that then i had another bloody mary no. <laughs> and then it took us like 45 minutes to get our check uh, so by the time we got home, it was like 11.30, and I'm an old lady, and go to sleep at 9. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'd go lay down. But she went to the car after, it, during the sit. after party to lay down. Well, after the medicine and then that much alcohol that fast, my head started spinning, and it was like, okay, I have to go. I have to close my eyes somewhere quiet, I or had- else I'm going to fall out of this chair. Guys, I had to walk Vonnie to her door <laughs> and hold her arm like an old lady last night. <laughs> it was the best. I will cherish that moment forever. I, it doesn't so sorry, happen. Vonnie. I hate feeling like that. I yeah, like I, I like drinking, but and I, I hate getting even, drunk. You know, no. I wasn't going to drink because I hadn't felt good. And I took medicine and everything, but then I started feeling okay. And I was like, all right, well, it's okay if I drink a little bit. No, it wasn't okay. That was the alcohol talking. Yeah. <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm delicious. That's why drink I had me. one Bloody Mary. And then she came and she was like, do you want another one? And I was like, eh, okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> Just my arm. <laughs> well, this is a time traveler episode. So depending on when it appears, it will not be in order. And we have our friend Shona, who has driven all the way from Houston to be with us on the podcast. As one of our virtual world tour guests. Say say that again. Virtual world (laughs) tour guests. Man, that was a poor choice in names. Virtual. I know. Who came up with that? (laughs) Wait, I think it was me. Yeah, I think it was. (laughs) Virtual world tour. Can we count like VWT? Our VWT guest. Our test guest. <laughs> that sounds like somebody trying to pronounce my name. <laughs> no, that was you pronouncing your name last night. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> 
that's how I felt like I was talking. <laughs> so our live event was last night. And thank you to everybody who showed up and to the, everybody who watched it on Facebook Live. And if you want to see it, go to Facebook and find several different um, posts because we did have some drop in and out issues. We had that problem last time, too. I think yeah. that's why we decided to uh, break it up into sections. I think it's just like the Internet. It like only keeps you logged on for so long, and then you have to re-log oh. in. I know some of the like because it's a free Wi-Fi. Yeah, free Wi-Fi's are like that. Yeah, it was fun though. We had to compete with the T- Kentucky Derby and Star Wars Day, which is a lot of nerds in Oklahoma City. I think mm-hmm. we had some crossover nerd action or something, which is why we didn't get our usual. Yeah, I felt so relieved when it was over last. Did you? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I could sleep for three years. No. Three months. Just three months until our next event. Yeah. And then, of course, the alarm went off at 6.15. Whose fault is that? Mine. Because I had to get up and drink coffee. And also because you're the one that was like, hey, after we have this really long night where we're going to go to an after party and we're going to try and go get our toes done at I, noon i know we're just gonna spend the whole weekend together yeah and podcast at 9 a.m and do another <laughs> episode right after that so yeah today we are marathon women we're gonna do this first podcast and then we're gonna skip over and do another one i told travis i'd see him monday <laughs> yeah exactly. and then i'm gonna go home and take a very long nap <laughs> but i'm so glad we're not doing it again for a while yeah well that won't be until after the summer's over september maybe october yeah. So they have live music Friday and Saturday night throughout the whole summer. But I mean, if we were there every week. Right. We couldn't do like giveaways every time. And we and couldn't all of that swear stuff, right? as much. Of course, Nicole would probably like that. She's like, you guys are better when you're there. Let's record every week. We're not as nasty in public. That, that lady, the older lady that she came up to me after and she was telling me she had never heard of the podcast. I don't know whether she was there with her friend or her daughter. I think it was uh, her daughter. Yeah, I think so. The one that yeah. was sitting with her because she's a listener. Yeah. So I don't think she had any idea what was going on and what we do. And she looked like she was really enjoying herself. She had a good time. And I'm like, man, <laughs> she tries to look at the other episodes and she's going to hate our guts. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully her daughter will warn her if she God, goes I in hope to so. watch him. You girls are so nasty. That's what my mother would have said. That's not really appropriate conversation for polite company, Martha. Luckily, she did not live to see this. <laughs> <laughs> She's very religious, so was. I always ask, well, who? what is polite company? What is polite company? Yeah. I, I sort of think of polite company as... Uh, it existed in the 1850s. <gasps> <laughs> polite company. I thought you actually pulled that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that was a bad Google. What are you? Wait, you did googling didn't my even type though? anything. <laughs> oh my god, Nicole's got all that information like stored in her brain now. She is, she's become Google. <laughs> she is. <laughs> what the hell? You are Siri. <laughs> That's what you do on the side, isn't it, Nicole? I uh, know. I don't think anybody wants to listen to a 12-year-old respond to them off their smart speaker. (laughs) You have 15 minutes left on your timer. No, that's Alexa. Because that's what I use. I have one of those uh, Amazon Dot. I have the Google one. I wish I had the Google one. No. Because I would think I would... You can't listen to your Kindle on the Google one. 
Oh. Or you can't listen to your audiobooks. But I don't, though. Well, that's... But I, I could. I wanted to, I wanted to like, try listening to it while I was in the shower. So I was trying to Google how to listen to, <laughs> uh, like, audiobooks. Uh, audible? On, yeah, Audible on your Google. They're not compatible, like, They're because not- of the Amazon versus Google deal, oh. they won't let you do it. So I was like, motherfucker. Yo! Now I'm going to have to go buy an Amazon one. But well, I don't see, really like, I don't ever use switch. it. We could I'll give you my Alexa. You give me your Google. I'd have to talk. To, it's technically Travis's. Yeah. You got it for Christmas. <laughs> I, my, I did get mine for Christmas. And actually, Ron's quite attached to her. I think he's having an affair with Alexa. You can't take Alexa away from him. <laughs> my husband keeps telling Alexa to put stuff in the shopping cart. So every time I go into Amazon, there's some weird shit that I have to delete. Like, <laughs> what the? AJ, what the hell is this? <laughs> My, there was actually like 100 uh, bars of gold bullion on my wish list. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. That's actually pretty creative. My dad likes to come over and ask Google uh, dirty questions. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Google doesn't answer. She's really? Like, uh, I don't like he. My dad's very dirty. Yes. Uh, like, is that, I, is that why you like us, Nicole? Oh, uh, <laughs> we remind you of your dad. Like, as an example, when I was a kid, we'd go to McDonald's, right? And right. I'd ask for a Dr Pepper, mm-hmm. and he would order. And I didn't. I was so young, I didn't know what this meant, or so it kind of just like went over my head. He would order, and then he'd start giggling, but he'd order a Dr Pecker, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd sit there and giggle at himself. <laughs> And the McDonald's person would be like, okay, one doctor, <laughs> like, I don't know. They just blow past it. Now I get it. And I'm like, really, dad? <laughs> <laughs> Those are called retroactive dad jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but your dad had good ones, though, sounds like. <laughs> pretty he funny. thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Alexa. The only thing I ever use it for, I have the dot. Mm-hmm, that's what we have. Is like yeah, one. and it's got a little screen on it or whatever. And it's flick... if flickers it's been flickering for like i don't know three months now mm-hmm. so it just sits there and goes whoop, 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 flickers but the only thing we ever use it for is the kitchen timer so it's a really expensive kitchen timer we use ours to listen to music i was gonna say we played music one day on yours i like to annoy travis when we first got it probably in the mornings uh, what's that justin timberlake song that's like can't stop, Can't stop the, the feeling. feeling. Travis, uh, he gets really annoyed in the morning when I tell it. <laughs> and I, I don't know the name of it. So sometimes I'll be like, hey, Google, play Justin Timberlake, Pocket Full of Sunshine. And it'll play the correct song. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like what I remember from I the song. sunshine in my pocket. And he's he'll be like, again? <laughs> Up here, we get a lot of spam phone calls. We do. Constantly. Yeah. Yep. And so on my office phone, literally 90% of them are... Like I'll answer and I'll be like cumulus or whatever, and there's like a five second pause. Yep, there's always a pause, uh-huh. and then somebody comes on, and I'm like, nope, I'm just gonna hang up now. <laughs> I know what this is. I no, like- I am not interested in replacement windows. Or they always ask for like Patricia somebody, and I'm like, well, uh-huh. like Patricia Randall, and I'm like, there's you've got the wrong yeah, dude. But, and you know no. what? What that is? It's so that's many- people giving. They're their creditors, yeah. our phone number. Well, I think it probably used to be that person's phone number yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. When I moved to uh, Oklahoma from Texas, I got a cell phone when I moved here because I couldn't get Verizon in my house. Hmm. 
mm-hmm. out there. So I had to switch carriers. And when I got my new phone, this Amanda person, man, that girl had some serious shopping issues because they call, they still call me for Amanda. Really? Yes. Wow. But now she's using a different last name. So I think that girl's using my phone number. I think she is. I think she is. She doesn't want the phone calls. No. So she puts my phone number on all her shit. Amanda, you little bitch. Whoever you are. <laughs> I find you wow. and I will kick your ass. Stop an, giving my phone number out. Pick another phone number. Do you guys ever like sign up for something? on? As an example, there's a realtor in Oklahoma City that will post houses on Facebook, like in the garage oh. sales. So I'll get these houses and it's like, I want to go look at this. Yeah. But if you click on it, then when it goes to their website, it wants you to put in your contact information yeah. yes. so they can call you. Right. So I literally will put like as my email... Like, no, no, no at gmail.com. <laughs> for my phone number, I'll like just make something up and then put it in there. And then... That's what she did. That's what Amanda did. And she so memorized it. So long as you it. get the 405, you could put 405, 1, yeah, 2, yeah. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, yep. and it would go. I do so it every time. Area code, right? <laughs> so That's... sorry, Oklahoma realtor. I just wanted to look at the damn house without getting harassed. <laughs> Harangued and harassed. Do you think maybe we could possibly find a book or two to talk about this morning? I bet you we could find some. Oh, all right. Well, let's get after it. What you got there, girly? Um, I read a book that came up as a recommendation after I read Get Well Soon that I uh, reviewed previously on the podcast. And it's called Unmentionables, The Victorian Lady's Guide to Sex, Marriage, and More. <laughs> and it has that same kind of feel as like the Get Well where it's like really snarky and sarcastic and the lady just makes you crack up the whole time because of these little side comments that she makes. You know what she should have called it? Pussies and petticoats. Pussies and petticoats? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe she wanted something that was a little less risque (laughs) for the library. Something people would actually purchase at the bookstore. (laughs) I would purchase a book called Pussies and Petticoats. Not everybody wants to be sitting at the bus stop reading Pussies and Petticoats. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of um, room for um, interpretation. Exactly. Uh, If if you see somebody reading a a book called that. You know what? We didn't introduce Shona. You did at the very beginning. Did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shona Lawrence from Houston? Yep. All right. <laughs> Double checking. <laughs> Just making sure. <clears throat> so anyways, this book is called Unmentionable by Teresa O'Neill. And it starts out explaining why Vic- in the Victorian times, all of the underwear were either missing or crotchless. <laughs> is the very first. What? The very first chapter, which there is a reason. I want to know the reason. Well, so you can just flip their dress over their head and get after it? You have to remember that back then they wore a lot of clothes. You had petticoats and underclothes and pantaloons. Pantaloons and (laughs) and in the hoop skirt area, you had, you know, this mesh cage underneath your dress to hold it out. Well, this is one of the funny snarky things that she says. She says, okay, because it's almost like she transports you from current times to the 19th century and she's like okay now ladies try holding all of that dress up and pull those pretty panties down and try to go to the bathroom <gasps> so they peed through the crotchless panties yes fell over. you didn't know that you? yeah so all they had to do was Gross. pick up their you really didn't know dresses that? no 
Because you you would get uh-huh. it on you. Yeah, but they also only bathed like once a week, so they probably didn't give a shit if there was shit all over their. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, they had other smells going on. Which uh, she is that the, the why the sachet was so popular? They had a little sachet that they can put it close to them. <laughs> that was because there was no uh, plumbing. So when you mm. finished shitting in your bucket, you would throw it over the side of your window and it'd hang out in the street for the yeah. Some foreseeable places, not, future until it rained. Yeah, not anybody. <laughs> everybody. But I mean, they had the bucket and then you had the outhouse. And then it kind of explains a lot of the modifications that we appreciate today. That they did not have there, like the toilets. Oh, yeah. Or daily showers. Yes. Or two a day. <laughs> or uh, deodorants. <laughs> Thank God for deodorant. <laughs> you shower twice a day, Nicole? Jesus. Well, I took a bath, and I'll probably take a shower later, so yeah. I, I used to do that, too, so yeah. Until your skin starts to get old, and you're trying to save up all that oil. I had shower lotion, guys. Another convenience. There you go. See, another convenience they didn't have. And I, it probably smells a hell of a lot better than those nasty crotchless panties you wear. Crotchless panties yeah. you're wearing. But they talk about um, they talk about that. I would say this is not probably a great book for men because they have a whole more than one chapter actually about menstruating in I was the nineteenth th- century. And girls kind of understand that. Guys would be going, "Holy." What am I listening to? I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and she did listen to it on audio, which made yeah. it even sweeter. I really want to read that now. <laughs> but um, yeah, she talks about like hysteria. She talks about the invention of the a vibrator because when they very first invented it, it was for doctors to cure quote unquote See, hysteria. In we women. talked about that the other day on this, didn't mm-hmm. we? Didn't we talk yeah. about that? And they were huge. They were like yeah. bigger than what a doctor's table is right now, yeah. or like in modern. Yep. Like huge. Okay, hold still, spread your legs. I'm going to put this, I'm going to place this on you or in you. Mm-hmm. And you'll feel a little vibration. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the only acceptable way to. This for the. Get li- a r- release. But this, you know what? Was that- with a doctor's help. I mean, because, you know, masturbation was like a sin. Well, yeah. So women weren't really supposed to do that. When they got the vapors, they just went to the doctor. Yeah, because they thought masturbation caused uterine cancer and stuff. So, <laughs> oh my God. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. And mm. it's, but it is graphic. No. <laughs> and Martha, just to throw another fact in there, like with the crotchless pants like some women because of the proprietary reasons when they had sex would leave their all of their clothes their pantaloons on. would also be on well do you know that that in because certain- the entire family was watching them oh my gosh i didn't realize that. Their marriage. Yeah. <laughs> well you know um in some religions they have to wear special underwear with holes in the appropriate places mm-hmm. magic underwear weird yeah yeah it's actually a thing and I would know because I grew up with those people. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a pretty interesting book. Learned a lot about Victorian times and why it's not as romancy of a period as what uh, books and movies makes it out to be. Mm-hmm. We just like to pretend that it was like this great time. And really, people were running around with crotchless underwear, stinking to high heaven. That's disgusting. Oh, oh my <laughs> 
The whole world stunk at that point, literally. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have sanitize. They didn't sanitize anything. So like half the time you ate your food and it would make you sick. So then everybody in the house would have diarrhea. Oh, so then can you imagine what the smells would be? Worse. Yeah. Holy crap. I, I think it's their, way too early to talk about that. answer but. to the stink that was constantly surrounding them was very, very heavy perfumes and body powders. Mm-hmm. I would never have survived that era. Yeah, you would not. <laughs> Martha would be like living on an island by herself because everybody stank too much. So basically, um, it just makes you appreciate that you did not live... In the 19th, in the 19th, 19th century. century. Right, but like I said, I learned some stuff. It was snarky and fun. And again, it's called Unmentionables by Teresa O'Neill. Jeez, you'd think I was still drunk from last night. Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just passing it on to you now. Mm. It's been a while since I've been that loopy. <laughs> it was hilarious. I want you to do it more often and I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, you know, it's okay to like, you know, get tipsy and fun. But when your head is spinning that friggin' much. <laughs> when your dog's running around and you think there's three of them. <laughs> Like, no, you have to stop. (laughs) I'm just glad I didn't have to hold your hair back last night. (laughs) Echo, who are your friends? (laughs) Can you make them all please lay down? Everybody, lay down. (laughs) It's kind of like yesterday when we went to to pick up Vonnie. She's got her, her son and his girlfriend living there with her at the moment. And we went over there. And she forgot something. She, she had to go back inside because we had had Tyler holding the dog. Uh-huh. So Bonnie went back in the house for something and then turned around and came back out. And Echo just shot out like a bullet. She like got, she like shooed right around me fast. Like I went to like stop her and she was gone. And she came right after me, man. She was like galloping across <laughs> the lawn. But, but then she realized she was free. <laughs> Have you ever tried to call a deaf dog? It doesn't work. <laughs> she can't hear you. So we're like, Echo, Echo. She's like, gallop, gallop, gallop. Whee! like a gazelle. Whoosh. And everybody is chasing her. So we have five people chasing her. And she just thinks it's fucking hilarious. She thinks Damn. we're playing. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Tyler, get the treats. So then <laughs> Tyler and Kayla were chasing her off the treat bag. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. But she went back in. She just had to get her run on. Mm-hmm. Shona, are you ready? You want to pop your cherry? <laughs> well, when you put it that way. <laughs> I guess oh, you I'm read a John Boyne. It, you were telling me about that last night, weren't yes. you? Yes. See, so... I was trying to listen to what you were saying, but you were, like, far away, and I was like, <laughs> I think she said John Boyne. John Boyne, right? <laughs> Uh, sorry about that that's okay (laughs) so um i decided to uh talk about a book that i read recent the most recent five-star read that i have and that's the heart's invisible furies by john boyne and i picked this one up i think it was a book of the month selection a while ago and i and i I picked it, but I it was just sitting on my shelf. And then I heard the podcast where Vani reviewed the abs- Absolutionist, Absolutionist yeah. by John Boyne. 
And I had that on my Kindle for years. So I decided to pick that one up and I, I loved it. And I remembered that I had this one. Well, obviously it was a good choice because it was a five-star read. It is. It's one of those books that um, I haven't had a five-star read in a while. And after I got done, it's one of those where you put it down and then you try to pick up another book and nothing is the same. Ah, we call that the book hangover. Yeah, big book hangover with this one. So this is, um, it follows the character of Cyril Avery through his entire life. Mm-hmm. It's set in Ireland, and it starts in like the 1940s with his mother, who is a 16-year-old Irish Catholic, unwed, pregnant girl. Holy. Mm. That's, who that is, is the Holy Trinity. Yes, and it starts out pretty dramatic with um, her being thrown out of uh, church. <gasps> Uh, the priest had called her up and called her um, a whore and <gasps> threw her out of church. And, Ooh. Uh, her her family disowned her? Disowned her. <sighs> and so she gets on a bus to Dublin. On the bus, she meets uh, another boy who's running away kind of from his uh, home situation. And they uh, they get to be friends um, what she doesn't know is that this boy, Sean, is um, on his way to Dublin to live with his friend, Jack. This girl, Catherine, is her name. She thinks that they're just friends. Ooh. You get to know pretty quickly. The reader knows that Sean and Jack are more than friends. Oh. Or they want to be more than friends. Mm-hmm. But Catherine kind of invites herself to stay with them until she can get settled. Mm. And... Uh, she kind of doesn't really know what's going on between Sean and Jack. Um, she's just kind of oblivious to the whole situation. Does she get a crush on one of them? Not really. She's too, oh. I, she kind of shut that down. She, I think in the, uh, on the bus, she, she thought that Sean was pretty good looking, but she was in no mood for men. Or, right, because she was, yeah, she's pregnant yeah. for one. Well, right. <laughs> so she stays with them for like the next four months and then... You know, something happens with Sean and Jack, and I don't want to, that's kind of part of the story. So, um, but that's also the night, it's a big incident, and it's also the night that Catherine gives birth to Cyril. Oh my gosh. And then the book jumps to seven years later, and Cyril is living with um, his adoptive family, because Catherine uh, has given him up for adoption, and his adoptive family is... Not neglectful or abusive, but they're just rather, they kind of just don't really understand what it is like to be a parent and they largely ignore him. Hmm. So they're not real hands-on. Definitely not. They'd be exactly the opposite of that. Hmm. He's kind of left to his own devices. So there's some incidents that happen with uh, his adoptive parents. And one thing that kind of informs like the rest of his life is his adoptive parents always say, you're not a real Avery. Uh, oh. You know, they don't mm. abuse him, or but they keep reminding him, and they remind everybody else. Yeah, this is our son, Cyril. He's not a, a real Avery. He's but, a, making him feel just like an outsider. So, it, yeah, he does say, Cyril at seven, he's a lot more mature than most seven, year, seven years old. And mm-hmm. he's um, 
I don't know, just the way it's written, it kind of doesn't make you feel like his adoptive parents, their names are um, Charles and Maude. You don't feel like they're horrible people. Just, you kind of, they're just weird and unique. Mm. And then, you know, the story jumps to another seven years and Cyril's at a boarding school and he has his best friend, Julian, who becomes a, a prominent character throughout the rest of the book. And And it's at this time he's really struggling with um, his sexuality, um, he knows that he he's in love with Julian, but Julian is, you know, in love with all the girls. Mm-hmm. And he's in, you know, 1950s or 60s Ireland at a Catholic boarding school. So um, That's nobody to talk to about that. Mm. Uh, and at the time in the book, all of this is going on. Everything, all the changes that are going on in Ireland are in this book. With so all the Catholic versus Pro- Protestant yes. issues. Yes, and I learned a lot about the Irish government, which I knew nothing about. I had to Google a whole bunch of words and and how their government worked and <laughs> and all that. And so during the course of this, the author just puts in all these. You learn about like these decades in Ireland, and it's really fascinating. So the author was able to really successfully integrate the, the true history, but yes. tell the story at the same time. I yeah. like it when they do that. Yeah. They make you feel like you're a fly on the wall. Yes. He, he puts the, he puts Cyril in these situations that you're just, you know, gives you a perspective onto what's going on in their, in their culture at the time. And it just keeps jumping every seven years from, you know, he ends up in Amsterdam for a while. Then he ends up in New York for a while with his boyfriend, who's an AIDS doctor. Hmm. And uh, and eventually all those people that he meets throughout his, throughout his life, they're all kind of connected in some way. So you keep, you know, you from the very beginning where you meet some of these people, they show up again in the end. Oh. You know, you just kind of follow him. You see him go from just being, feeling so alone all his entire life, not only because of being adopted, um, but also his sexuality where he didn't have anybody to turn to, and he just felt like an outsider his entire life, to at the end having this family that he is like cobbled together. He had a lot of influence on a lot of people's lives, and so, you know, at the end when he you know that he's... Uh, Don't tell us the end. I'm not going to tell you the end. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, except, you know, you just follow this character from birth. I mean, you're really, he's, he, when he starts out, the book starts out with him narrating his mother being thrown out. Oh, of, wow. So basically you meet him from birth to death. Wow. But the best thing about this book, I kept, there is one part in it where something happens and... You kind of know it's going to happen, and you don't want it to happen, and uh, you're like, please, please don't let this happen. And then it does, and you just are kind of in awe that this author can make you feel that deeply for somebody that didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. It was, um, I highly recommend it. Uh, It's called The Heart's Invisible Furies by John Boyne. Yay! Awesome. I was trying to find, there was a book that I read, and it's super, super long. So I don't know if you would want to read, or it, I did audio, and it was like 40 hours long. It was, yeah. it, was, it was hugely long. It's called A Little Life 
I read that. Did you read that? Yeah, you I read that book. Loved that book. That kind book. of reminded yes. me a little of this one, yes. where it just goes through the whole life, and yes, you just feel so much for this character. Which John Boyne, the books that I have read of his, he has that same knack for making you just really care about the main uh, yes. characters. Yeah, and that's what's made this so hard to pick up another one because I still want to hang out with Cyril and. Like everybody in the book, I still am there. But I love books that take like a little life and and this one that takes like one person and you get their whole entire life or a yeah. family over over decades. Yeah. I read a book um, a couple of years ago called Any Human Heart by William Boyd and it does the same thing. It takes one character and I think his name was, he's in Britain, like Logan Mount Stewart or something but it takes him from his entire life and Mm -hmm. it's, he has a lot of adventures and and everything. But at the end, when you you close a book, you almost feel like you miss him. Well, there, you almost feel like there's got to be a grave somewhere where you can go visit this (laughs) character. That's pretty good. I'm going to need to go put flowers on that grave now (laughs) every year. Did Kayla ever get anything to eat last night? No. She got, she finally got our food and they didn't have, because it took forever to get our food at this place. Mm-hmm. And she finally, when she finally did get her food, they didn't bring her mayonnaise for her burger and she wouldn't eat it. So she was sitting there with this look on her face the whole time, like, you <laughs> So they finally got her mayonnaise and then she put it on her burger and ate one bite and she was done. Hmm. She was like, this is terrible. I'm not eating it. Yeah, Damn. so she had one bite of a burger and a bite of Vonnie's pretzel all night. Yeah, because I gave her, well, I gave her that, yeah, that yep. whole little. Yep, that's what she ate. Curve. She was not a happy camper. <laughs> Everybody had some some sort version of that. Uh, I've already drank three glasses of water. I'm on my fourth cup of coffee. I mean, all I've eaten since 10 a.m. yesterday morning was that little croissant. And that pre- little piece of pretzel. Pretz- and the little bit of pretzel that I ate last night. Wow. And, uh, and about 5,000 glasses of water. Lots of water. <laughs> and, well, sometimes when I drink too much coffee on an empty stomach, it makes my stomach weird. Mm. So it might be that, too, besides mm-hmm. the fact that I've only slept like two hours. <laughs> and... I mean, your body doesn't work right when, you know, you only get it just a couple yeah, hours of sleep and, and have, like, lots and lots <laughs> of coffee. No, apparently not. Apparently. Apparently, I need more than two hours of sleep at night. I'm not 20 anymore. Just to tell herself that. Can't party like I'm 20. You know, but I have a 23-year-old, and I think, like, everywhere, like, from, like, 15 to 23, they can, you can actually sleep, like, 20 hours a day. For the record, I am 26, and I need... Nine hours of sleep to function a day. <laughs> and then I feel like when you get in your like late twenties and thirties, then you, and you got like little kids and stuff, and you, you don't sleep, sleep less. You sleep less, mm-hmm. but then now like, can't have kids. Now, I, now if I am, that's not, right. You'll never sleep. Seriously, it's awful. They don't tell you how bad it is when it comes to not being able to sleep. They you think they're joking when they say you will not sleep now for the next eighteen years? The very first night we brought my first daughter home, she slept all night. The very first night we brought her home from the hospital. And then never did it again? And never did it again. But I tell you what, when you wake up after, you you know, you just wake up, you know, and you're like, holy shit. 
we have a baby. <laughs> you, you check her. No. Is she still breathing? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that was that was the uh, you know, the heart stopping moment. But yeah, and then you know that never happened again for the next three and a half years. But <laughs> but that one night but that, that one I night, got to sleep. Yeah, that that powered us through for the next till the next time. Nick, 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 Nick. Okay, Nick. So uh, last turn. month I went on like a little kindle spree just trying to read kindle books that mm-hmm. i had gotten and never gotten you went to the kindle graveyard yeah pretty much yeah. so uh this one was on there although it is a new relatively new release and it's called the overdue life of amy byler and it's by kelly harms and it was really interesting it's about this um mom and she has two teenage kids and she has this great relationship with them but it's just um those three and she works at their school and just she really pushes them in school and everything. You get a very quick glimpse into their life and like how great their relationship is together. And then one day she's at like Walgreens or something and her husband shows up and she hasn't seen her husband in like seven years or something ridiculous. Holy crap. Because he walked walked out on them and technically they never got divorced. So she is still married to this dude. Oh. Who left her to go live in Hong Kong and date some chick like he met oh while he was God. on a business trip. What an asshole. And she doesn't want to be the asshole that's like tells her kids they can't see their dad now that he shows up seven years later. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she kind of has to she has to go talk to them and like she's really nervous and she's kind of worried like that this guy came back and wants to be with her again. And she's mm-hmm. not really sure if she wants that to happen because he just like, walked out of her life. Um, so, very, so she's in this very difficult situation. But uh, he ends up wanting to take them for the summer. And she kind of has this little panic attack. And so, but she she agrees to it. Um, and then she's trying to figure out, like, what the hell she's going to do with herself. Because one, she works at a school, so she doesn't have a job during the summer. And two... Like, her kids are her life, so if she doesn't have kids, she's like, I just don't yeah, know what's going to happen. That's tough, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so she decides. <laughs> and so, like, her entire life has been devoted to work and to her kids. So she decides when her kids are gone, she's going to go to New York to a book or, like, a school conference in which educators meet and talk about different things. Mm-hmm. So she comes up with this great program on how to improve kids' reading levels. Mm-hmm. And she goes and she speaks at this conference and ends up meeting this really hot guy. Ooh. Um, but her best friend also lives in New York City. And um, she's the editor at a magazine. And so her best friend decides to kind of pull a fast one on her. And they trick her into doing becoming an article, essentially. But the article is called... I don't really remember what they... Came up with a name like Mom Springa, like you know how people oh, go on spring break. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. so they kind of do that. Like Rob Springa. Yeah, yeah. And so, she, so they end up giving her a makeover. They give her a bunch of clothes and like teach. They send her to like yoga lessons and oh cycling God. lessons, and she starts to really enjoy it. <laughs> and then she has to go back to her life. But well, she she really wants to at the same time because she doesn't. She misses her kids, well, yeah. but she also starts having this fling with the really hot dude she met at the 
conference, but at the same time, she knows she has to go back to her her own life, and she doesn't want to like mm. get attached to this guy that lives in a different city. And but she's having so much fun, and, and so I don't. The book is really interesting. Like, and it's fu- it's a fu- very very fun read, um, and the ending is great. It doesn't leave you hanging, and I don't know. It's fun. The way you said that makes me think it was had a happy ending. Kind of. There's a, I <laughs> she mean, got there's all a dreamy big, there at the end, didn't she? Towards the end, there's a lot of drama for uh. not that long, but I don't want to give it away. But I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, that's cool. It was fun. It was quick read. I don't think it's very long, like 300 and something pages. But it's called The Overdue Life of Amy Byler. And also, that's why I read it because it was book related. Yeah, overdue. I was gonna say, I would, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I would go to it just for that. Yeah, just the idea that was there was books involved. <laughs> All right, I actually it was funny because the other night we were watching Jimmy. I think it was either Jimmy Fallon or Stephen Colbert. I don't remember if it was Fallon or Col- Colbert's show that this girl was on. And I had actually already read the book. I knew her name sounded familiar, but I didn't make the connection until I saw her on the show. They introduced her and I said, who's that? And Ron goes, oh, she's a television reporter. I'm like, why is a television reporter on the show? What are they going to ask her? And then they started talking about this book. It's called Savage News by Jessica Yellen. The main character is a news reporter, and her dad was a reporter who really admired Walter Cronkite. And as a matter of fact, he even named his dog that. Wow. And she and her dad are, had been very close, and he had since passed away. But her sort of life's work involves having a goal to be a White House correspondent. So all of the things she does up to that point in her life are to that end and towards that goal. So you see a lot of the guts of television Mm. news, which was really super interesting. Um, They basically give her almost like an audition for this job that she really wants as a White House correspondent. But it's almost like a setup. Um, The the new... person that owns the television station basically pits her against this um, male anchor who's super stupid but incredibly good looking and he's been on some program where he'll eat anything Mm. almost like uh what's the name of that show where the guy's famous for eating all kinds of weird shit you mean the one where they make all the bizarre foods yeah bizarre foods um, but this guy is sort of a combination of that kind of a character where he he's known for being crazy. He'll eat anything. And that's sort of where he gained his fame. But he's super ridiculously good looking. Hmm. So they're like grooming him for this job. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to almost show willing by by allowing her to go for it as well. But they pit them in this um, competition. And it's all point-based and everything like that between the two people to see who's going to get the job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's done in a very humorous manner. 
sort of the back and forth. She's she's not she doesn't take herself too seriously, but at the same time, she's really experiencing a lot of things. And some of the other people, you see all the inside sexual harassment. You see all the extreme behavior of television people and reporters and sort of seeking out the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd always been interested in stuff like that. And I saw, what was the name of that show um, with the dude from Dumb and Dumber? What's his name? Jeff? Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Jeff Daniels did that show on, was one of the, net, not, on, not on the networks, but like it wasn't HBO, but somewhere I didn't have a Showtime maybe? Broadcast news or something. Anyway, I had I had seen that that show and I really really liked it. This was kind of like that, only funny. I probably wouldn't have given it four stars. I didn't give it four stars. I only gave it three, but I probably would have given it more like three and a half or three and three quarters. But mm-hmm. that's one of my big beasts with Goodreads. They don't give you that option. You can't do it. So it's not five. a three, but it's not quite a four either. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was very entertaining. And I thought it was pretty well written, really. But it definitely was not my favorite. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I would I would maybe characterize this as a beach read almost. Where it would be something nice for vacation where you could kind of have a little chuckle and really enjoy learning some things about. But it's not too deep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you get sort of an insight into the cutthroat world of of news television. So awesome. anyway, yeah, it was called Savage News by Jessica Yellen. And I can't believe we're already done. That went kind of fast, didn't it? My butt's falling asleep. I'm going to get up and walk. <laughs> up and walk down the halls. Hold on. I want to go and get all three of those books. <laughs> like I, I want to take like three days off of work and take all three of those everything. Yeah. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do. Um, once a month they do the free the Kindle Unlimited. So that was the one I read was last month's. Well, well, no, like where you the Kindle first. Oh yeah, the Kindle, Kindle first. Amazon first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get those, but I never read them. They go to the Kindle graveyard. Well, when you were saying that you had gone through your Kindle stuff, I thought I really need to do that. I mean, I literally have four hundred yeah. books yeah. on my. There are Kindle a lot of people who do that. They've got so many books in there. Oh, it sounds good. Put it on there. Yeah, I I look at those once a year. Well, the problem once is I, then you know I listen to you guys in like days like this. Now there's three books that I want to read right now. <laughs> you know, yep. like I I'm like what full circle doesn't open till noon. So I'm thinking. <laughs> It's well, funny because I have like my biggest well one I have like stacks of books literally at my house. It is ridiculous at this point, but I have an issue in I don't remember where it is. Like my brain just <laughs> <laughs> me over right there. I know I was saying something my mouth was moving but my brain was not connected. Uh hold on, I'm rebooting. <laughs> You're talking about how many books you have in your TBR list and your big pile of books at your house. Oh, right now I'm obsessed with Outlander, but there's like nine of them. So I'm I just finished the fourth one. But what I have to do is I have to go read as fast as I can because we record an episode once a week. So I have to sit there and read like 10 books as fast as I can so that I have enough time to read a 1000 page Outlander book without getting behind on my weekly reading. And it's a pain in the ass. That sounds like homework. Well, you know, at at this level, 
it's sort of it's it is homework because we have to you know we have to show up with one book a week at least and this week it was three mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but wow. luckily I built up like yes. I finished my I I finished my 1010 page outlander book with three books like in my pipeline so now Martha's <laughs> making me waste all like, now I'm fucked next week. I know. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, before we decided to do these extra podcasts, I was like, I'm up a couple of books. It's all good. Actually, one and a half at the time. I had to hurry up and finish the other one. But, and I'm like, I can take some time and read something for fun. And then I send a text out that's like, um, hey, guys, we have two people in town for the live event. We want to just record them while they're here. Let's and they're do like, three <gasps> podcasts. I'm what? like, uh, okay. Well, what happens when you have a book? a book hangover and you have to read a book and everything that you open you just it's really fucking hard it's It's really hard outlander so uh like the last one every time i read outlander i get a little bit of a book hangover although it's not as bad as like the goldfinch or whatever well i found like a thriller that actually but i started four books last week that's what you have to do you have to start a bunch of books until you find one that fits that you can get through. Yeah, when yeah. you use the library, it's not like you're wasting money or anything. You just check something out and, you know, get a little bit into it. And you know right away whether or not that's going to fill the void. And if it doesn't, you just stop and start something else. Usually I'll put them on my wish list in uh, Overdrive. And then if if I read a little bit and, and I'm not into it, I'll return it but leave it on my wish list. So then I can go back to it later when maybe I feel a little differently about stuff. Yeah. Last time I went on a uh, John Boyne streak mm-hmm. and run like two of them straight in a row and was seriously book hangover because his writing is so sad and so emotional that I did like a real funny book. I did A Thousand and One Ways to Die in the West. That was just... That was hilarious. It was like a nonsense book. So... It wasn't serious enough for me to, I could keep my little bit of a hangover while I was reading this nonsense book. That's a good idea. I literally picked up a science book on climate change because I couldn't. couldn't, There you go. uh, You you just have to do something completely different. I think think that's what the key to all of it is, is just find something completely different. Okay. May I just say that everyone is now giving me um, hangover advice? It was like it's on the group text, you know, because last and night, no bread, and Jessica's like, "Oh no, Excedrin and Gatorade," <laughs> and, and Nicole's like, "Bloody Mary." <laughs> yeah, I'll take like four of those. <laughs> I'm not even hungover. It's too bad. Well, we I'm can... not really that hungover. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm more sleep deprived than anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as we all are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. But that's why we only do it. <laughs> Once every three months. That's right. We cannot do a live broadcast or uh, podcast every single week because we would never get any sleep. No. And apparently I don't know how to not drink at our live events. So. Apparently. It was that it was that um, Elk was that, Valley Brewing Company bourbon beer. bourbon beer. Is that pumpkin that beer? That stuff is like 11. 14. 14. 14. For, he said 14%. 14%? Yeah. Holy shit, that Bonnie. pumpkin <laughs> beer sounded so and it's, good. Yeah, it's, it, was it was very smooth. Like, um, uh, you could taste like nutmeg. And, it was like really strong in the you flavors. You could taste all mm-hmm. of those flavors in it. It was incredible. Uh, it was good. You, you, got, you got that real nice dark beer, that nutty, yummy, dark beer flavor. 
but then it kicked you right in the gut with the bourbon. Plus, you had those little spices in there too, just making making a party good. in your that mouth. Sounds that sounds amazing. Awesome. He said it would be available in October and November, yep, right, so I'm yep, definitely yeah. coming <laughs> just to get that beer. I need to have some of that beer and drink it when I'm at home. Not gonna go anywhere. Maybe after I've already walked Echo for the night, <laughs> so I don't have to be <laughs> so tripping around my apartment. More friends. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think that's a, that's a good beer for uh, for the girls uh, the girls uh, binging. Now that Vonnie and uh, Alyssa live in the same apartment complex, they have a Friday night date night. We watch we watch like you know Vampire Guilty Diaries, pleasures. Guilty Pleasure TV. <laughs> I love Vampire Diaries, guys. I'm kind of missing out on this. <laughs> you need to go live in uh, in uh, Vonnie's apartment complex. I don't want to have to drive to Moore from here every day. <laughs> we decided we're going to watch the Vampire Diaries, and then we're going to watch all of the originals because I haven't watched all the seasons of the originals. I've seen. I haven't finished all I don't of. Even I've know watched what a that couple is. of. It's a spinoff of the Vampire Diaries. And then Mark there's Ben's. another one. I think it's called Legacy. That's yep, the Legacies. Oh my God. And I kind of want to watch that. That's a whole nother, like... There's three things based off of one book. That's how awesome it is, Martha. That's like an alternate reality <laughs> of vampires over there. You it guys is. Are it's in. perfect. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very... It's entertaining. It's dramatic. Very and suspenseful. Sometimes it's fun just because some of the things that they do are so teenager-y. I was really what glad was the thing that you guys uh, kept You guys kept saying a phrase over and over again yesterday while we were getting our toes done. What was it? I just want to be with you and bite you and stuff. have you seen all of the vampire diaries yeah okay i was really glad when elena kind of was not on the show anymore me too she kind of got annoying yeah that is kind of almost like the dumbest thing i've ever heard well it was like be with you and bite you and stuff it was a new vampire and he was talking about like his ex-girlfriend and another vampire was trying to help him through his heightened emotions. And oh, he's Jesus. Like, it's and like a soap I just opera with be with her biting. Bite her and stuff. And then the other vampire's like, that means you're in love. I just want to be with you and bite you and stuff. I just want to be with her and bite her and stuff. Cripes. All right. I think I need to drink some more coffee. <laughs> <clears throat> Shona, <laughs> thank you for joining us on our um, our. our our time traveling podcast. That's what we call it when we go out of order. It's a time traveler podcast because we don't know exactly when we're going to play it back. We'll let you know, though, when yeah. you're going to be on. Well, I, uh, it was a lot um, less scary See, than I thought I told it was going to be. Yeah, I told you. We were, See, we, it's easy. It's painless because it's like a conversation we just happen to be recording and you get used to, you sort of forget after a while that there's a microphone right in your face. Until Martha's like, talk in the microphone, talk in the microphone. I didn't have to tell her at all, except for just the once. She we'll was, She's a pro. You're a pro. Already a pro at it. Well, I'll go anywhere to talk about books. Yes, and you were actually <laughs> one of the first official virtual world tour people, so... Well, you didn't go very far. It's only Houston. Yeah, <laughs> it's still it's okay. okay. That is okay. a long drive. That is like a minimum eight hours, and that's and you've done you it don't twice stop to, to come and see us. So I, I think you qualify. Like I said, you know, I'll go anywhere to talk about books. <laughs> Woo! Well, I, I think on that note, that's going to do it for three, three book girls. Can't get enough of three book girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.